Hello, you're listening to the Women of Awe Action, Wisdom, and Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Adrienne Dillard. The Women of Awe podcast is a podcast that celebrates the everyday woman who in her everyday activities has exhibited action when needed, wisdom as required, and excellence as a routine to make life better for herself, her family, and or her community. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Well, welcome friends to Women of Action, Wisdom, and Excellence, Women of Awe. Today's guest is a very good friend of mine, Karen Carlucci Warner. I'm not gonna spend too much time saying anything about what she does. I'm just gonna let Karen share that with us. For now, just join me in welcoming Karen Carlucci Warner. Hello, thank you. Hello, Karen. How are you today? I am doing well today. I'm doing very well. One of my articles came out on Delaware Mom's website today, um, talking about, once again, not being so perfect. And so I'm very happy about that. And I'm um, getting ready to do some more writing later on. So it's a good day. uh, I live at the beach. It's always a good day. Another of your articles, that means you've had an article published previously or more than one? I did. Well, we start the, uh, the mom's website started in, I believe it was March. And so I wrote an article about, um, you know, not winning the perfect mom of the year award. And so this one is about a science experiment I did with my daughter, Kristen, who was four at the time and how it just didn't go according to plan. So, That's what happens um, with science experiments. Yeah, so I think I guess, when you're, at, when you're yeah. a mom, it doesn't always go the way we think it will. <laughs> and for full disclosure, like I said, I've known Karen a long time. We actually were scientists together in the lab. <laughs> so when she references science experiments, I can certainly relate to that. <laughs> Karen, let me tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I like to say I am an expert at uh, raising kids and uh, marriages. I've had three. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep doing it till I get it right. I keep right. saying um, I have, I have it, a lot of experience at picking people that were not always the right people for me. Mm-hmm. And that's taken me almost a, an entire lifetime to figure that out. And I think a lot of it comes from when I was young and growing up with a mother who did not always encourage me and caused a lack of self-confidence so that as I was growing up, I wasn't making choices based on me and my voice and the person I was meant to be. I was making choices based on limiting beliefs that were placed on me. Okay. And I think that has really made the difference. So when I raised my children, um, I raised them differently so that they do have their voice. And I think it's especially important for, for young women and the, and the girls that we're raising, you know, the society is just filled with, with messages that are, are so conflicting. And I think we need to really tell them that deep down inside, there's that voice and you just got to follow it. You, you just got to let it come out. I am a big proponent of the girl's voice. You know that. (laughs) Yes, I can relate to that for sure. So, I mean, here I am at the age of, you know, now 58 with um, one book under my belt. 
and I'm in the process of writing at least one more. Uh, I am finally doing just what I want to do in life and just fully coming into my own. And, and, and I just want to, I want to help others do that too. All right, Karen, if you had to define yourself, how would you do that? What would you tell someone? I would say that I am somebody who loves life, who realizes that life is happening for me, not to me. Okay. And that anything I want, I can get. It's out there. And I just have to bring it my way, manifest it my way. Yes. All right. Manifestations. Yes. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about what you do career-wise, what your business is. What do you think? Let's see. Can you tell me a bit more about your career? I know you're a writer, correct? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us what's the name of your first book? Uh, the first book is Reclaiming Your Moxie, A Guide to Healing Your Sassy Self. You're working on another book, correct? I am working on another book and it has to do, it's a little bit of a break from my first book. My first book is a book I call it about a journey of healing. And it's not so much about my healing, but it's about me sharing what I've learned about healing so that it can help others to heal. So this book that I'm working on right now is a um, little bit of a different um, avenue. It is something that I love to do. It's, it's writing uh, humor. And it is based on uh, my motherhood experiences. And so, I mean, having four kids and uh, running businesses and just, you know, trying to raise them to be really great human beings and keeping your sanity, um, it, you know, certainly gave me a lot of experience in, uh, in writing this next book. And it's going to be about, um, you know what, we're not the perfect mom and I don't want to be the perfect mom I want to be the real mom the, the one that that has vulnerabilities the one that has imperfections because that's how my kids learn that it's okay to have that right and you said that your mom really was not influential as far as building you up she might have been influential unknowingly or unwillingly Right. And, and, you, you know, yeah. And I, I, I don't, you know, I, I hate to put it, you know, on her that, you know, it was something deliberate. I, I you know, I, I don't know. Um, but certainly, you know, I grew up being compared to other girls in my class, you know, well, you know, this person's, you know, always getting straight A's and this person's so smart. And why can't you be like this person? And so what it did was it just really kind of knocked me down, you know, energetically and as far as my confidence was concerned. And um, you, you want a cheerleader. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You want a cheerleader. And that's something I really tried to be with all of my kids. It's like, you're the best at it. You're great. You're going to do fantastic. Because I always felt like there's enough people outside these four walls that are going to beat you down. Inside these four walls, now you got a bunch of cheerleaders here. Yes, I love that. I absolutely love that. Can you identify maybe two or three people who were those cheerleaders for you, who had a big influence on your life positively? Well, I mean, one of them I certainly think was my dad. My my dad was very soft spoken, and I, and I'm just so grateful that that I you know my dad was like that. You know, always encouraging me. You know, well, what do you want to be doing five years from now? Or tell me about your day. What was the best part about your day? So he kind of really balanced out uh, what I had on the other side. You know, with my mother. Um, some of the other influential people. I don't know. I, I like to. 
you know, Tony Robbins says success leaves crumbs. And so when I've seen people who have been incredibly successful, what they do, I just try to hone in on that and say, well, how did they get to where they are? And it's interesting because most of the successful people that I really tend to, to gravitate towards are the people who really had the struggles, you know, the people that have overcome so much to get to where they needed to be in life and, and to be incredibly successful. So it's not just one person. I like to think that you need to surround yourself with people who are like you, people that have visions like you, um, accountability partners. You know, you, you, I mean, are one of my, my greatest blessings because, you know, you have always been there whenever I have needed, you know, a friend and, and somebody to encourage me and somebody to give it to me straight because that's really important in a friendship and to say, hey, you know, this, this just isn't working for you. And, and, you know, in my last book, you know, I quote you as <laughs> me, I do, I, I quote you because, you know, here you are telling me, you know, I know you want this to be the relationship that you want it to be, but clearly it's not. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you accept that, the, the better off you're going to be. And you I'm know so what? Profound. Yeah, this is some this is some guru here. <laughs> be charging me a whole lot more than nothing. Well, that's for <laughs> sure. No, but I mean that's you know that that's what you need in a friend. That's what you need in a mentor. That's what you need in your life. You know, and so I always say, are you your when you say you have an idea of something you want to do in life, something so off the wall crazy, like you you're afraid to even talk about it. Are the people that you tell rolling their eyes and saying, oh yeah, right. Or are they giving you a a high five? They're the people you want to be around. Okay. Sounds, wow. I believe that. I I definitely agree with that. What about non-humans? No, like books. What have you read? What classes have you taken that you think were influential? Well, um, my Tony Robbins uh, event, um, uh, Unleashing the Power Within UPW in 2018 was phenomenal. What that did for me was that got me around 12,000 other people who had the same um, vision that I had, that had the same energy I had, that people that were cheering you on. And so to be in an event like that was just such a blessing for me. I, I just felt like I was there with 12,000 other friends, you know? And wow, our, our energy together, just I felt like there was nothing any one of us could not accomplish. It was probably one of the highlights so far of my life. But certainly book, uh, Tama Keeves, uh, mm-hmm. Inspired and Unstoppable. She's fantastic. I tend to... Um, gravitate towards people who are like me, who show that, you know, you can, you you can make mistakes, you can, you know, that you're real, you know, I'm always leery of the, the gurus, the people who just seem to always have it together. They've just never had a problem, never had a mistake. I'm just so awesome. 
I need the people who are like me that are be like, mm, yeah, I'm not so good at that. So <laughs> we call it research, start over. <laughs> so thinking about what you do, mm-hmm. what do you think you wish you had known before you started this? Because you're a fairly new writer. I am a fairly new writer. I mean, I've been writing for a while. I've been writing academic stuff and, you know, speeches for people, but none of my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's fairly new within the past few years. Um, one of the things I guess I wish I would have known is that everything I need really is deep inside of me. Because sometimes we have a tendency of going out and searching for other things. It's like, okay, well, I'll start writing you know, when I learn more of this or when I learn more of that. Right. And, and sometimes we can educate ourselves right out of getting started and doing what we need to be doing. And sometimes it's almost an excuse. You know, it's like, oh, well, as soon as I get done this course, I'll be ready. Or as soon as I read this book, I'll be ready. I just need one more thing to get me ready. You know what? Most likely you're ready. You're ready. Yes, right. Just do it. Just, just get it started. Let's do it. The old Nike thing, just do it. Yeah, I think we all have a tendency to want to get it perfect. We want to have all the ducks in a row and everything exactly the way we think it should be before we start rather than just starting. Right. And realizing that things will fall in place. It'll happen if it's supposed to happen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I know you said you've been married three times. I'm going to keep trying until you get it right. But would you... Con- <laughs> Would you? Con- I, I like to ask about biggest failures, except that I don't really like the term failure because failure is negative. But yes. what can you say? Well, I don't know any other way to describe it other than what people are used to calling it a failure. What bit? What is the biggest misstep? I guess you made in your life. Okay. And how, so, what did you yes. learn from it? I am not a failure person either. So in fact, in the book, Reclaiming Your Moxie, um, I have a whole chapter based on that talks about failure. And, and I, I titled the chapter, it's not failure, it's just research. Because, you know, coming from a lab, you know, working in research, we experience failure on a daily basis basis we expect failure more than we expect success when it comes to science but yet we don't ever give up on on the project when we're on ourselves because we just know hey we've learned something from this we're going to take what we learned and we're going to roll it into something else so i don't understand why we do that in real life with ourselves so we need to get away from that whole failure thing so um I think the biggest challenge for me, if I had to point out the biggest mistake I've I've ever made, and it's been throughout my life, not just one time, it's been not trusting my gut, um, not believing in my own self to know what is best for me. So I think that's been an ongoing pattern that finally I've had to say, Karen, I think you got this. So stop worrying about what other people are telling you. You know what's best for you. How long did it take you to get to that point? I mean, that's not easy, especially knowing the childhood that you had with, you know, the mom not being so encouraging and uplifting. How do you overcome that? How long did it take you to get to this point? 
I don't know. I was 58 in December, so I don't know, 58. And... <laughs> it, it really, it really took me until I started writing this book, my, my Moxie book, um, because I just came up with the idea of to, to write a book, write a book to help others. And my, uh, and when we talk about um, non-human resources, I, I always throw in there my guides. So whether you want to call it your angels, your guides, uh, God, Jehovah, whatever you want to call it, something that's out there that's guiding you and helping you whenever you need it. And when I started writing the book, I started uh, coming up with this path of healing, a path of, of, of just making yourself okay. And I began to realize that that was a book that was being written for me by me yes and i need you know it's always physician heal thyself you know you're so good at giving advice to everybody else and you know you don't always take it but that book was really me working through everything and i always say i am just the the vehicle that put the book out there it was really my guide working through me oh. to come up with the book that's pretty powerful yeah yeah. And I guess you have to be aware that your guide is telling you something and using you. Yeah. But a lot of us are not aware. That's because a lot of us are not listening to the gut. And that gut really is our guide. Right. It really is. It's, it's us. We, we're all part of the same beautiful energy. And so when, when you know that little voice it's telling you something but you just keep choosing to ignore it you know because your head's telling you something else and really you got to start listening to that gut because that gut's your guide and wow. that gut's never going to steer you wrong that gut's your guide that's a t-shirt i think <laughs> your gut's Maybe. your guide i'm, yes. I'm gonna i'm gonna run out and trademark that real quick <laughs> well you know what if tyra banks can trademark smizing I think you can train Mark. Your guts, your guide. Your guts, your guide. Can you please share a story about what it means to you to be a woman of action, wisdom, and excellence? Well, um, I'll share a story that uh, kind of put me on on this path, and it was back in two thousand and seven. I just got my real estate license, and I had four kids, and my marriage wasn't going so good, and. I decided that was not going to serve me or my children uh, any longer. And um, my husband at the time, the father of the kids, decided um, he was going to make it very difficult for me if I decided I was not going to be married anymore. And so uh, I ended up having to leave my home with my four children, the only home they had known. And it was such an impossible situation that whatever was on the outside of that door had to be better than what was on the inside of that door. And we ended up not having any real place to go. We stayed with fellow real estate agents, um, stayed with clients. My kids know, uh, have known sleeping on basement floors. Wow. My kids have used walk-in closets as their bedrooms. Um, they've, they've, they gave up everything. We're in a horrible custody battle and, you know, it came to be a time, you know, I always say like, how do you, 
how do you go from being so successful to having a great job, you know, as, as a scientist at one point in your life, um, stay at home, you know, with your children. And next thing you know, you're on food stamps. Wow. And it's just, it's so humbling. Um, and one of the, one of the most horrible things was like going into the grocery store and, you know, I'm, I'm in my regular clothes, you know, trying to sell real estate and I am putting the, you know, the, the, the WIC card through the, the, you know, the food stamp card through and the cashier is looking at me and making the assumption that it's a credit card or it's a debit card. And so it's not going through and you know, she's saying, oh, I, you know, that, oh, it's not going through for some reason. And then here I am because I, I'm just like horrified that I'm to this point in my life. And I'm like, they're food stamps, they're food right. stamps. And she would just look at me and I'd say, yeah, Aww. here's the face of food stamps. Here's, here is, you know, we all have these, these images in our minds of people on food stamps and they're taking advantage of the system and everybody's trying to get over but you don't think about the people who have really worked really hard and, you know, look like they should have these professional careers and something happens in their lives that all of a sudden they're, they're usual, utilizing social systems. And that's what they were in place for was to be just a, a catch and a safety net for people. And unfortunately, what it's become, it's become a way to enslave people and to keep people in a system, keep them in poverty. Yes. So when when I think about like being, you know, being a, a, a woman of action, I think about the Phoenix. Mm. And, you know, once again, I rise. And I don't care how many things get done to me. I'm going to continue to rise. And that's just the mindset. And not only am I going to rise, but I am going to be in a better situation than I was before. And so that's the manifestation that I set. This is only temporary. And it was, and it is. Everything we experience in life is temporary. I wish the listeners could see you when you spoke just now. The passion, the determination, like yes this is not happening anymore and i will continue to rise if it does happen again it doesn't matter we'll i'm gonna it. get over that hump again too we're determination gonna yes it was just all on your face i really i've got goosebumps but it was just really fun it's like i know this story i'm getting goosebumps mm-hmm. <laughs> wow that's that's really tremendous it's tremendous what you've gone through and what you've overcome and how you've overcome it and how you keep going you know, you just keep moving. You don't let it hold you down because you it can't win. And that's not to say that it's not going to affect you. It's not going to be so hard and you're not going to want to cry and scream and get mad. And, you know, it's okay to do that. Right. That's a part of the process. Right. You know, you just get knocked down and sometimes you just got to check out for a little while. But then, girlfriend, you just you just gather it back up. And you just get moving again because that train's pulling out of the station. We're just about coming to an end. I don't want to hold you much longer, but before we go, is there anything you would want to share that you haven't already shared? Um, yeah, you know what? I, I wrote this down um, because it, it was like that important. 
Um, sometimes it's really difficult for strong women to accept the help. We are so used to doing it all on our own. We, you know what, and, and, and our kids see it and our kids assume that we can continue doing it. I keep wondering, like, when are they going to look at mom and say, oh, poor old mom, when, you know, <laughs> we got to help her. <laughs> and they're like, no, mom, you got this. You're good, mom. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <Yeah. laughs> and so one of the things I've really had to learn, and I always say, you know what, the universe is going to close all those doors until you finally, you finally learn that lesson that it's trying to teach you. And so when it gets to a point in life that you have no other option, that's when universe is saying, learn from this, and then we can move on. So what I've really had to learn is receivership. Mm -hmm. Women like us do it all. We don't expect anybody to help us. We don't assume anybody's helping us because most cases they haven't. And when they have, it's either been half-assed or it's been thrown back in our face. And a lot of that has to do with the men that certainly I had in my life that I was better off not asking for help because it was either going to be thrown in my face or it was not going to be, you know, it's kind of like walking back and forth with the grocery bags, you know, 20, 30 of them. And my, and my husband's sitting there on the porch, you know, just watching me. And finally I said, Hey, thanks for all the help. And he's like, well, you should have just asked me. No, dude, you should have just offered it. Why do I have to wait? Why do I have to ask people for help? So it's really hard for me to ask for help. And that's something that I have started to do because I now find myself surrounded by people who want to help, who want to see my success. And I want to see theirs. And so it's kind of a symbiotic relationship now. So get into that receivership mode because when you start blocking that when somebody says hey you know i'd like to you know i'd, I'd like to pay for your dinner or i'd like to do that and you're like oh no 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 you know what get into that receivership mode because that keeps that energy flowing around you that universe is trying to give you stuff so be open to it now i'm like hey whatever you got Yep, I'm good. I'll take it. Thank you very much. <laughs> and have a good day. <laughs> and when excellent. I started doing that, opportunities started opening up. Yeah. So that's the one thing I would impart to others is to start opening up to receiving because we're so busy giving, we forget to receive. I absolutely love that. And I can certainly embrace that. I need to be more of a receiver. Yes, you do. <laughs> Being a woman of all, we have a tendency to do it all ourselves. Like you said, we don't expect people to do anything because when we've tried to get people, they didn't quite do it right. <laughs> or, or they certainly made it clear they didn't want to do it mm -hmm. or they didn't do it at all. And therefore we just do it ourselves. And you know, my mom, She's one of those people as yes, well. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And we need to be more available to people giving us things because you're right. It's that energy we put out there, you know, mm -hmm. that energy. If we put out the energy of I can do it myself, then that's what we get. Right. People who don't want to help us because clearly we don't need help. And, 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 yeah, and, and, yeah. and the people who really don't want to help us or don't want to see us succeed and do whatever it takes to help us succeed, well, 
I mean, really, do we want them around? Well, I hope not. That's what I tell my kids. In my, I just had a conversation with one of my kids earlier. Yeah, we don't want them in our lives. We really don't. We want the people who are willing to help because, and we, because we love to help. That's right. And so we, we want, need to find our own peeps. Yeah, we need, we need to peeps. find our own peeps. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So it is getting late, but before we go, can you please tell my listeners how they can connect with you online? Okay, Make sure you well, say it a couple of times so that we have time to write it down. So, so, so it's reclaimingyourmoxie.com uh, or karenwanner.com, K-A-R-E-N-W-A-H-N-E-R. How do you spell uh, moxie for those who don't M-O-X-I-E, know how to spell it? M-O-X-I-E, M-O-X-I-E. And so my book is available. You can go on my website and, and grab the book or you can go onto Amazon. It's available as an ebook in print form and now it's on audible so i have an audiobook too it is narrated by me so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you there's a little bit of colorful language in there anybody knows me you know i've been keeping myself in in check a okay thank you very much i'm so pleased (laughs) i'm keeping myself in check poor adrian she knows the real me my little sailor We're twins, except that I curse and she doesn't. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. But thank you. I really, truly appreciate you being here. It has been a blessing for me. I mean, like I said, I've heard your story many times, but it's always new. Every time I hear it, it's new. And your passion and your devotion to being better, just constantly trying to be better, do better, and show your kids what it means to overcome these challenges is tremendous. And I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a guest on Women of Awe. All right, darling. I love you too, always. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Women of Awe Action, Wisdom, and Excellence podcast. If you are a woman of action or know of one who you think would be a good fit for the podcast, please contact me via email, womenofawe at adriandillard.com women of awe awe at adrian a-d-r-i-e-n-n-e dillard d-i-l-l-a-r-d dot com or you can post to our facebook page always remember to be the best you that you can be that is the best path to excellence i hope you can join us next week please don't forget to support us by leaving a review